Hi, welcome to the first ever episode of this podcast, which I'm surprised has even gotten this far. Um, I've decided to name this podcast uh, everything on it, just because it kind of encompasses what this is going to be about. Just really everything on it. I mean, there's too much to it, really. But that's that doesn't matter right now. Um, so, since it's the 80th anniversary of the invasion of Poland, I decided to do this on the Blitzkrieg in Poland. Um, and now I know it's not the 80th anniversary. That was technically two days ago, but same deal. Um, so, I mean, essentially what this was, was, I mean, it was basically a guerrilla beating a child with a baseball bat is the best way to describe this conflict, if you could even call it that. It was more of a... It was more of a... Uh, I mean, it was just a beat-down. Germany was just wailing on these guys. I mean, it, was, it wasn't even funny at this point. Um, and really, I mean, it was a... It was a pretty easy win for both Russia and Germany during this invasion. Uh, it was pretty, pretty right off the bat. And Germany was, you know, well prepared for this, to say the least. But, um, yeah, let's just get into this and talk about how Germany started to wail on Poland. Um, so, actually, the in planning for the invasion actually started in April of 39, um, when Hitler actually asked his generals to start planning an invasion of Eastern Europe. Um, so originally the, uh, the invasion was called, um, Case White, um, and essentially it was to take place in, uh, in the fall when roads had hardened in Poland from cold and, and whatnot, which was, you know, pretty, pretty good deal for the time. I mean, makes it a whole lot easier to transport things across solid roads than soft, dusty roads. Um, so that's, that, that was a good start to their whole, their whole thing. Um, so, and then they kind of worked on this every, every now and then is when high command, German high command was slowly developing this and it got to the point where Hitler really wanted Poland to be invaded. So what he did was he had some German special forces dress in Polish uniforms and attack a radio station on the outskirts of uh, Germany, where it, essentially the invasion of Poland took place. Um, so and that's kind of how it all started, was a, a false invasion of Germany by Polish troops. And this is where Germany got his excuse to start the World War. Um, so yeah, so on September 1st, 1939, at uh, 4.45 a.m., Germany officially invaded Poland. And they did this after... They gave an ultimatum to Poland, but they knew that Poland wasn't going to accept it because it was so harsh. And they also gave a Poland a few days just to say, come in and annex us right off the bat. But Poland Poland wasn't doing that either. Um, so Germany was just like, okay, let's just go. Let's come in here and we'll, we'll just take this from you. It's really no big deal. Just let us do our job. Um, and that's essentially what they did was, I mean, Germany had 56 full-on divisions. Uh, nine of them were armored divisions, so it was like tanks and, you know, their, their Gen 1 tanks at the time. 
um, which was far more advanced than what the Polish had at the time. I mean, the Polish were so, so unprepared for this. Uh, yeah, on top of that, I mean, Germany's newly established Luftwaffe also, also, I mean, they were just mass. I mean, they had 15,000 aircraft at the Vien invasion. And essentially what they were doing, what, I mean, they essentially, I mean, they were essentially just obliterating anything in their path. I mean, it was, it was, I mean, there's really no way to describe it except for maybe, you know, you know, if you, if you took a firecracker or a stick of dynamite, either one of those would work. Um, and you put it in a metal pot and then had that blow up and then multiply that times 8 million plus the intensity of the sun. That's essentially what the Luftwaffe was doing to these Polish cities. I mean, they were absolutely destroyed. There was nothing left. Um, it was kind of, you know, it wasn't as bad as some of the later bombings in the war, but it was, it was crazy to what anything I'd seen before, and especially during the first world war when bombings were, you know, relatively light, there wasn't a, any, any major damage from that. So that was, that was a new development for the time was these massive bombings. Um, so yeah, so the Luftwaffe, I mean, they just came in, they just hammered everything. There was really, really not a whole lot left of these little Polish cities that quote defied, uh, Germany. But, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't even call that them being defied. It was more of a, I mean, it was just absolute beat down. It wasn't even funny. Um, and Poland didn't even have a real air force at the time. They had some older, 1920s aircraft, which they had built for the uh, the war with Russia in the 20s, but that's that's not for today. That's for later. Um, and essentially, the Germans just a little bit on the tactics of the Blitzkrieg. The Blitzkrieg was to surround a defensive position that the enemy had, completely surround it, and go fast enough to where that you couldn't be stopped as you're going around it. And then once they had been completely surrounded, either A, starve them out, or just have them come in from all sides, hopefully crushing them. Which really worked, because Polish roads were well were, uh, were good enough where they could just absolutely just swarm around the enemy, and there was nothing that Poles could do. Um, so, yeah, and then the Poles, I mean, they, they were basically knights in armor. I mean, seriously, I mean, they came up and started fighting these... German tanks on horseback using lances while wearing steel bulletproof vests. Oh, bulletproof as if they actually were. I mean, they weren't. They were, it was like sitting in a tin can while riding atop a horse while charging at a buffalo. I mean, it's just not going to work. Um, so, I mean, they're just, they just weren't prepared for the time. I mean, they were, they were being, I mean, it Again, back to the, uh, it's it's a, like a gorilla with a baseball bat just beating on a small animal. I mean, just imagine a gorilla beating on a squirrel. That's basically what you get here. There, there really isn't anything else to it. Um, so yeah, I mean, Polish cavalry was still around. I mean, but I didn't. That did absolutely nothing. And most of them, either the dead are captured um, by the, by the Germans. Um, so then on September 6th, uh, the uh, the, Pol the Polish government was like, mm, no, we're out of here. We, we're not doing this. And they ditched Warsaw and jumped into Paris. 
And they were like, oh man, we're, we're safe here. There's no way the Germans could get here. But uh, <laughs> that's not what the Germans thought. Anyway, um, so they ditch Warsaw. They leave Warsaw to fall. Um, but then the, the citizens of Warsaw were like, yeah, we're not going to let this thing fall so easily. Um, and so the citizens of Warsaw essentially made a militia and went into absolute freaking bunker mode. I mean, these guys dug trenches around the entirety of Warsaw. Anybody that could hold a gun were in the trenches defending it. And they held out pretty well. I mean, they, they, they did some serious fighting. Um, but they were using outdated weapons from the First World War. They didn't have any real artillery. And they were just kind of, they were unorganized. And what, what, what you would expect from militia. They just weren't trained as well as the other um, combatants. Um, also about this time, Russia decides to, um, quote, protect the white Russian and Ukrainian minorities in Poland, which essentially just gave them an excuse to invade Poland, which, I mean, I mean, what do you expect from Russia? I mean, it's not like they're going to say, Hey, we're going to do this just because we're Russia, unless they were fighting Finland, but we're not quite there yet. Anyway, Russia just invites himself to this party that Germany has started and uh, that was, yeah. I mean, it could could be worse. I mean, I mean, it's not like it was Denmark or anything. <clears throat> uh, anyway, so also, I mean, uh, some of the citizens of Warsaw put up some uh, barrage balloons, which I mean, these two were also outdated from Great War and uh, in the twenties and thirties, probably. Um. But, I mean, as with any siege, Warsaw was really starting to lose it. All their bakers were in the militia at the time. So they were essentially just sitting around with no food, no bullets, and a bunch of World War I weapons. So, I mean, they weren't doing great. So, I mean, compared to the Germans who were drinking champagne and beer and all sorts of fun stuff while, they're, while the Poles are just sitting there taking the beating. Um... So, yeah, and then it kind of goes on for a bit, and they defend the city for about 22 days. And then finally, the militia was just like, hey, we don't want to be beaten up anymore, and we want to actually eat some real food. So, we surrender. Um, although, although I mean, just, just, say, just say we were fighting the best we could, because we were, but just give us some real food and we'll surrender. Jeremy's like, okay, I'm down. Um, so then that essentially ended the overall conflict with Poland and Germany. There were some other skirmishes, um, here and there, but it wasn't organized fighting or really fighting in general. It was just more, more of Germany beating down anybody that looked Polish. Um, so, I mean, the total time this took was just, just under a month, really. Um, it was about 30 days. Um, so, and then Germany captured about 71,000 miles of Poland and Russia captured about 75,000 miles of Poland, roughly. It's probably exaggerated knowing Russia, but just about it. Um, 
And Germany only had uh, 10,572 casualties, which this, this would not stand long throughout the war. I mean, 10,000 casualties for the time was pretty, pretty slim. Um, while Russia lost almost nobody. I mean, they were, they, they essentially walked in. There wasn't a whole lot of fighting. I mean, there was probably some farmers with guns, but that was it. Which, never again in Russian warfare will this happen. After this, every every time Russia invades somewhere, there's going to be heavy casualties. Spoiler alert, Russia has the men to replace it, though. So, it doesn't really matter to Russia as long as they win. Um, and that just about sums up the invasion of Poland. I don't think there's a whole lot else besides the fact that Germany really didn't gain anything out of this. I mean, it was essentially a an assault into a country that didn't have really any infrastructure, didn't have any real factories. They couldn't produce real tanks. I mean, they had some tankettes, but they weren't very good. Yeah, if if you can even call them a tank, it was essentially a Mini Cooper with uh, with some armoring. Um, yeah. So I mean, there really wasn't a whole lot to begin. I mean, Russia did it just to uh, just to get some land, uh, pretty much, and for the glory of the Soviet Union, of course. Um, I mean, this didn't really do anything besides give Hitler a reason to invade France and attempt to invade Britain, if you can call that an invasion, with Operation Sea Lion. Um, but yeah, it was basically how Germany showed the world that they could fight a war since, well, since forever. Well, no, I guess that's not true. Well, since the First World War, which they were pretty close to winning, but they didn't make the cut. So that just about sums it all up. I don't think there's anything else you could add. Um, Besides the fact that Britain and France officially declared war on the second of uh, of September, but they really they didn't do anything to actually help Poland. They were just there for moral support and that uh that uh, oh do you need a hug Poland kind of deal going on there, and uh, you know yeah that was essentially all they did. Uh, they were they were such great allies, man. They were so glorious. Um. So yeah, and that ended the campaign into Poland, and then uh, started the uh, started the war with France. That was also another beatdown. Although this time it wasn't wasn't as bad as the Poland beatdown, but it was still like being hit by a garbage truck that's moving at ninety miles an hour at maximum capacity of garbage. It was not good for France or. Or the Germans at the time, actually. Um, but yeah, that that's about it. So, I think next time I'll go over uh, I'll go over the uh, um, France's chance to actually win World War II and how they totally messed that up with some great generals and tactics. But um, if there is actually anybody listening to this, I want to thank you because you have some serious guts to do that. I mean, I'm recording a podcast in my garage in 97 degree heat. So if you think this is good, more props to you. I mean, I can't. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if anybody will listen to this, but if they do, thank you so much. I mean, really, this, I mean, I'm not good at this at all. I just know the history behind it. Um, 
yeah, I hope that I'll have some listeners, if any, hopefully. Maybe next time I'll move out of my garage in the 97 degree heat, but knowing knowing uh, Western U.S., probably not going to happen. So thanks anyway.